Hello and welcome to This Is Not A Who Cast. And Merry Christmas, I assume. <laughs> welcome, welcome. And uh, as Dan said, Merry Christmas. I'm Bo Baker and this is... I'm Daniel and we are going to celebrate Christmas. It's the most wonderful time <laughs> in the Whoverse. There's probably something happening in London. <laughs> um, I think this is the first official Christmas special in about four years <laughs> <laughs> for Doctor Who. That is. Oh yeah. Um, so the fate of Christmas the, rests upon our shoulders. Yeah. If this isn't a Doctor Who Christmas special, I don't know what is. Oh, that. Uh, I'm sure we'll come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Christmas. It's All Christmas. Right. Christmas specials. Why is it better than New Year's? Go. Uh, I don't know. It's the tradition of Christmas. It's that, um, like, I'm not a religious Christmas guy. I don't, I don't, you know, subscribe to any of, of that sort of stuff. I just love the feeling of Christmas uh, in its uh, full and uh, commercial <laughs> glory. <laughs> no, not quite. Um, I think gifts are the worst part of Christmas. My favorite part of Christmas is sitting down with my family and eating food and spending time. Here's what you do for uh, your Christmas gifts. Right? Mm. Forget the gifts. You hire someone to clean your house on the 22nd. Yep. And then you hire someone to clean it on the 27th. And then in, and then you have a clean house before and after Christmas. Right. It gets messy. And therefore, you that's all your Christmas shopping done. And you can just have a good, nice dinner and party. Yeah, right. You you No, you have it. You hire them on the 27th <laughs> or the 26th. Right? Point is, right? You hire someone to clean your house, therefore you don't have to worry about it. Right. And you can just enjoy Christmas. And m- most importantly, sitting down and watching uh, a Doctor Who Christmas special. 100%. I wish we could still do that. Oh, wait, we can we because can. we have Netflix. And, and, yeah, and we can on stream it. And um, it's for me, it's just that, that feeling of, um, I don't know, there's something special about a, a Doctor Who Christmas. It's like the same kind of vibe as Christmas at Hogwarts. Oh, yeah. Even the, uh, even the bad... Christmas specials. It's like, but it's Christmas, so like... Except for that one. Except for that one. Except for that one that isn't a Christmas... <laughs> I think we have different views on which one that is. <laughs> yeah. But we'll find out later in the show. There so are some stay bad ones, uh, but like, even the bad ones, I'm kind of like... So what do you... What, what makes a good one? Okay, so you have to... It's got to be a celebration of Christmas. Yep, I agree. There, there are some that are just like, Christmas is happening... Also a plot, <laughs> right? You you have um, and you have to embrace Christmas as not a just Christmas, British Christmas. You have to embrace British Christmas, so which like is like regular Christmas, except there's also tea, but absurd indoor decor decorations. I want to see cards on the the windowsill. You know how they hang oh, the yeah. cards. You hang like your cards on the window. Stockings on the wall. I want to see all that stuff. Yeah. Like you got chocolate oranges. I don't know why that's a thing or tangerine. I don't you know. They have this thing about that fruit. It's like a British festive fruit. I mean, we have toffee apples. No, this is like just uh, like it's like a. Ma- it looks like a. I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up right now so I can. Okay. Get it. It's that's like a, it's like a mandarin. There was a whole Christmas special d- dedicated to it. What? Yeah, remember the one that you you, know, you didn't like? Oh yeah, that one. I I don't like. Okay, there there are a couple I don't like. There are some I do. Most of them I do. well. But half I do. Um, so how many Christmas were there? There was um, all the way through 2019 or 2018. So a, a lot. 
It's called a magical orb. It's just an orange. Let me see. It's just an orange. It's just an orange. And they make a big deal out of it. Like, they leave it out for Santa, like, as if Santa's going to need that much vitamin C. <laughs> well, well, he might. Actually, uh, his teeth could be falling out of his head after all that sugar. Given how much, um, how many cookies he's eaten. I like to think that um, the Doctor and Santa Claus are friends. Oh, so, one, yes. But two, um, I appreciate that the Doctor believes in Santa Claus. Mm. But also, in 2005... Um, the ninth Doctor, it was implied that he was Santa Claus. Ah, oh, so I want them to be friends. Yeah, well... Because, you know, they, th- that sleigh's only so big, it's got to be bigger on the inside, right? Right, he's got time war technology. Yeah. So, um, remember when the ninth Doctor said, uh, maybe I am Santa, read back when you were 12? <laughs> That's great. So, there was this, this start... So... Canon is a hot mess of bullshit. So maybe yes, it's we've both. we've established that in previous podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's both. So, but what makes a good... You're right. The Christmas aspect has to be a thing. And there needs to be that element of Christmas tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see... Um, that. I want to have that Christmas feel. That like the night before Christmas. You know when you're a kid and you get that feeling of excitement before you, you get up to open your presents the next day? I want that... In my Christmas special. Yeah, and it's hard to do. Mm. And some of them don't. I think I know the one that you're talking about. You're talking about um, the the least Christmassy one, mm. I think, is the uh, superhero one. Yes, 100%. Yeah. I, don't not, I don't hate it. I think it's fine. But you... I don't hate it. I just didn't, I didn't think it merited a Christmas special. Absolutely not. It should have been an episode. Like, if that was just a normal episode mm-hmm. that happened to take place around the Christmas period, I would have been like, yeah, whatever. But, but the problem is that you don't need it to take place around Christmas. No. Um, they did. Yeah. It was a Christmas special, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah. It's a Christmas special. It's going to take place around Christmas. Uh, Christmas Invasion mm. is my least favourite one. Oh, of course. Yeah, you have said that before. Because uh, the Doctor's not in it. Yes, but it did feel very Christmassy. Oh, yeah, it felt very Christmassy. Especially when he you hate your parents. You have to be uh, <laughs> you have to be around them all the time. But what about when at the end when he came out in his pajamas as, as and soon, his dressing gown? As soon as he wakes up to the end, it's great. But that's <laughs> that's all I remember though. I can't actually really remember too much of the the rest of the time he's sleeping. Yeah, and then and they out time lord energy. It's it's garbage. And then uh, for the eleventh hour. Stephen Moffat was like, okay, we're going to get rid of the TARDIS, we're going to get rid of the Sonic, and we're going to have the 11th Doctor do just everything yeah, yeah. by himself and prove how much he's going to be a toy maker. Yeah. He's also going to be a, a military for, tactician. Yeah, but <laughs> he's for, basically Santa. For that, uh, for that um, episode, it was a response to the Christmas invasion, I think. But the Christmas invasion right. is like robot Santas because it's Christmas <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Um, I think that... Oh, that's right. They were all like homicidal and... Yeah, and then they came back in season... F- uh, in Not season four, but in uh, The Runaway Bride, the one where Donna is bad in it. Oh, okay. Um, so they came back in there, but also... Uh, don't bring them back. It's dumb. Okay, so my least favorite Christmas special is the superhero one, which I can't even remember the name. It's uh, like the, the Return of... The, the d- Return of Dr. Mysterio. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, my personal theory on that um, that particular special was that they were it was 2016 and they were very much attempting to cash in on the superhero phenomenon. That's that what was Doctor Who does. 
that was it follows trends. Batman vs Superman and Civil not everything War. is about Batman. I can this only say this so many about times here, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> everything <laughs> in my life somehow revolves around Batman. Well, this is specifically about Superman. Fair, true. <laughs> um, except nobody likes Superman. I mean, yes, they do. We love Superman, but Batman don't kill is, us. is cooler. Um, so, but I, I really do think they were trying to cash in on the whole studio sort of superhero, superhero film vibe. Um, and I don't disagree. And I agree that it should have been a regular episode. Mm, I would have been cool with it if it was a regular episode. It just didn't feel very Christmassy to me. Well, I agree with all that. But the problem is that yours would have been a good episode. Mm. Mine is just garbage. <laughs> Until the last 10 minutes. <laughs> when he wakes up to the end, it's awesome. And the rest of it is like... <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, uh, blow him up. So let's talk about potentially, not potentially, blows everyone else out of the water. 100%. The greatest the Doctor Who Christmas special of all time. It's a Christmas carol. 100%. It's always going to be a Christmas carol. I don't know how they top it. They can't. It was so good. It's it, like I watch it every Christmas because it beats watching a Christmas carol. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, okay, yeah. Then this one. Yeah. Those are the two. But I tried to watch the animated one, you know, the one with Jim Carrey. Yeah, that one was like, bad. This was made for children? This is terrifying. It's real bad. Uh, and I, I, <laughs> I love I love it because we've established in uh, in season one that the Doctor is a fan of Charles Dickens. Ah, uh, of course, yeah. So he's like, hey, we got like a screws type. I got a time machine. Let's do this. I think the... The most beautiful thing about the episode is uh, is Michael Gambon, actually. Michael Gambon is such a good um, actor play, in general. Playing his father mm -hmm. and then playing, you know, the, the jaded version of the young man. Mm -hmm. It's just – and seeing his transformation as well is just such a beautiful – it's just a it's just a great moving piece of, um, of Doctor Who, really. Like, it's up there for me with uh, Vincent and the Doctor. Oh, wow. That's a big call. Yeah. I agree. Mm, but like, you. it's a big call. <laughs> Just got uh, our Tom Baker on that. You agree? Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so it's, it, it, I agree. It, the whole thing is very Christmassy as well. And it, the music, the operatic stuff. Beautiful. Oh, it's such a good episode. I'm going to watch it tonight when I get home now. I'm going to talk about it. God, it's got, <laughs> I, I, it's around that time. It's December. Yeah, yeah. This is presumably coming out on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah, let's watch it. Well, It'll be that. awesome. I cannot. I I agree. The whole thing is great. The the um, I like the twist at the end. Oh yes. When um when it's like oh you're you're doing Christmas Carol, or you're gonna show me my future. I already know. I'm gonna die old and alone and miserable and suck, mm. right? And then you see the the kid version of him, and it's like I'm already showing you your future. Ah uh, yeah, that is such a good yeah. That's that was really good. And um, the kid's great as well. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I really love um, is the scene when they're in uh, California or whatever and the doctor comes out in like his cream tuxedo mm -hmm. and he's like, Marilyn Monroe's just said she's going to marry me. The car's on its way. We need to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a great moment. Like uh, it's, it's so funny and witty. And, and uh, when even like Matt Smith's just total, uh, well, the 11th doctor's total, ineptness when it comes to women or any kind of romantic life is so, um, just so good. After David Tennant, uh, I think Stephen Moffat wanted the... Um, I've always seen the Doctor as being asexual. Um, and 
Uh, I think what happens is when you start to focus on romantic relationships with a character like Doctor Who, it takes away from the character of Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so I like that they kind of reined it in after David Tennant. Yeah, so you have like... I think specifically they reined it in after season three. Yeah. Because yeah. they realised how much it ruined season three from being the or, best season. And it, like, But to be fair, it also secured them a completely different fan base as well in terms of people that like to ship that relationship and things like that. So the Buffy crowd. Yeah. It had its merits, but at the same time, um, I, I love just a good, you know, the doctor romping around and doing sci-fi stuff. Um, like the old ones used to do. Yeah. Like the old ones used to do the ones that you haven't seen. (laughs) I still just love that. They're all so bitter about it. They're like, Oh, "Oh, is this, is there that much snogging? (laughs) Oh God. I want them to be in an episode. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> just like judgmental old dudes just on a park bench. Like, mm, no, none, of, none of that. None of that. That could be a children in need special. <laughs> just the doctor. You, you, you have the doctor and Rose. You bring, you bring Billy Piper back. Right? It's, from, it's from one of the episodes. And they, then it just cuts to them and be like, oh. <laughs> They're doing that now. Yeah. That's weird. It's weird. He's like, a, he's like 906 or whatever. <laughs> I thought he was 1200. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> uh, so Christmas special. Yes. As we were saying. Um, it's, it's, it's fitting that Matt Smith, the 11th Doctor, was in the best Christmas special because he is Christmas incarnate. Yeah. He is a walking festivity. He's is, that, is that a word? Festi- yeah. 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 I don't know if I used it in the right context. No, it's definitely not. I don't need to. Exactly. <laughs> All words are made up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, 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 yeah, he's literally a, a walking, uh, talking Christmas. Yeah. He even, uh, he, his doctor has a Christmas outfit. Exactly. That is vaguely reminiscent of Santa Claus, if you really look at it. I don't need to look at it hard. I believe it. It's got that wine red coat with the mm-hmm. fuzzy, fluffy... He's a he's a Santa hat away from just being a Christmas card. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you that he decorates the TARDIS to be Christmassy. Oh, hundred percent. We yeah. don't we don't see the TARDIS um in the Christmas specials much, but like you I, know that I, it's it's decorated. Yeah, like this is the the twelfth Doctor is like oh, don't put antlers on me or whatever. This one, <laughs> yeah, antlers. Let's do it's this. Christmas. I, I do love that moment with Wilf where she's like, Dad, take those bloody antlers off. Well, I, like, I, I, I shan't. It's Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> oh, Wilf is also awesome. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, Wilf is good. Oh, he also has my favourite joke in a Christmas special. Oh, yes. It's in the Titanic one mm-hmm. where the doctor comes down uh, on his teleport uh, from the Titanic, which, by the way, if you don't want your ship to crash, don't name it the Titanic. <laughs> I do appreciate that um, it's like, oh, it's famous or whatever. I don't know why. <laughs> we just found it in a book somewhere. We didn't bother to read. Yeah. So um so the doctor comes down and London is empty. It's completely empty. And he's like, Oh no. There should be tons of crowds and tons of people. That's weird. That's weird and scary and I need to investigate. And he goes to Wilf and he's like, Hey, so um where is everyone? Well, it's Christmas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and well, bad shit always happens on Christmas. Have you seen <laughs> the last like 10 years? <laughs> Every year. That's some bullshit. There's that, there was that time with the Santa. There was that stupid star. There was all of these things. <laughs> Everyone just left. <laughs> and, and Murdering Christmas trees and things like that. Yeah, murdering Christmas trees. It was a nightmare. So everyone leaves. And the doctor's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll be fine. 
and then he teleports away. He's like, look, you can't teleport me away in front of people. That's embarrassing. I'll just <laughs> tell him that there's no alien shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Wolf's uh, a great character. He was the the one of the best ever, uh, almost companions. Oh God, he's so much better than uh, Donna's mother. Oh God, she she's designed to be the worst. Yeah, though. she is the worst. I don't know what it is. It, well, it makes you wonder. It's like, how come you are the way you are, but Wolf is so good, and I get Donna, you know, whatever. But she Donna's great. She, I won't she, have you say <laughs> shit about Donna. How <laughs> dare not you? on this podcast. I'll quit the first. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she's so different uh, to Donna and Wolf, and you just kind of go like, "Oh, why are you such a bitch?" Jackie <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Tyler is like lesser of that, but Martha Jones's mother is also like that. So mm. Russell T. Davis um, has issues with mother-in-laws. You, you want you want to talk? You want to <laughs> talk about your parents specifically, <laughs> mom? <laughs> should yeah, she you get enough hugs as a child or what? <laughs> I'm sorry, Russell T. Davis. Please hire me someday. Um, Russell T. Davis, if you are listening, forget hiring him. Come on our podcast. <laughs> yes, please do, actually. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we'll get like a thousand listeners. So we've established that A Christmas Carol is the greatest Doctor yes. Who podcast. Of all. And uh, Doctor, sorry, we're the greatest Doctor Who podcast. We are definitely the greatest Doctor um, Who podcast. I don't listen to any The greatest Doctor Who Christmas special of all time. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, we're wearing Santa hats right now. Yes, we are. You can't see, but they're on. Uh, so Sonic Christmas hats. Sonic <laughs> Christmas hats. They're like they're the s- exactly the same as regular Christmas hats, except it goes. Bzzz. <laughs> that's a Doctor <laughs> line if ever I heard one. Um, so if that's the greatest of all time, and we've established our equal sort of not favorite one, what's your honorary mention? Do you have a shout out to a particular? I would like special? to. I would like to shout out the next Doctor. It's not a good special. The Cybermen are stupid, but Jackson Lake is in it. Ah, yes, and therefore. Like Can you explain to those listening at home who may have forgotten out of the thousands of episodes? Uh, first of all, how dare you? Jackson Lake is the best doctor that never was. I was so annoyed at uh, that so episode when that uh, when I watched that, I skipped it because I was like, no, no, there's he's not the doctor. And I, you were the only one. So this is clickbait. This is clickbait in, in Doctor Who form. It is the most watched episode of Doctor yeah, wow. Who ever. Okay. Uh, because it's called the next Doctor. Yeah, everybody was like, ah. And it's got it's got Jackson Lake, uh, and Jackson Lake is a guy who's uh, who went through a trauma and uh, had information of the Doctor beaming beamed into his head. Right. So he thought he was so the he, Doctor. Yeah. So he thought he was the Doctor, and um, I love it. Uh, after about, is uh, he is he the Doctor better than the Doctor? He's is he a more efficient Time Lord than the Doctor? <laughs> He's not more efficient. Um, I believe that he would also not pass with, uh, only pass with 51% of his exam. <laughs> but um, I do appreciate that like, even though like, he has the sonic screwdriver and it's like, yeah. And then he just bangs it. See, that's mm. sonic. And then he's like, I have invented the TARDIS and it's a hot air balloon. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't care who you are. That's impressive. Yeah, it's like well, you have a lot of money. Yeah, mm. it's fine. But I, I also love his costume. Yeah, his costume was pretty rad. His costume I do remember really seeing that fun. Much of it. And I appreciate that it's the coat that got you, wasn't it? Yeah, it's the coat. Yeah. I love the coat. Coat in the boots. Coat in the boots. Um, I do appreciate that the doctor was like, mm. so he, the doctor, <laughs> the doctor is like, so you, 
you're the doctor. That's cool. Um, that's an interesting TARDIS. But uh, I appreciate that he's also like, you're not really treating your companion really well. I mean, I always do completely, 100% of the time, Martha. I've never, ever been unkind to my companion. Not Ex- once, ever. Except for that one time. Well, let's do the three. Never mind, you're on board. Good job. You, you're being me pretty well. There's at least <laughs> five different companions that he's just a dick to. Or just blatantly left behind somewhere. Yeah. So, is this your time timeline? No, not at all. Okay, stay here. All right, cool. Bye. I'll be back, you know, someday. Yeah, he, he used to drop, in the classic series, he used to drop companions like a bag of dicks. <laughs> it's just so funny. It, it, and that, but it's funny that the doc, the tent doctor is like, oh, you're treating your companion badly. That's, that's not something I would do hmm. last season. <laughs> um, uh, and I, 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 <laughs> I, but I do love Jackson Lake. I think he's great. And I wish that he would come back. Or that, um, you know how the doctor chooses his chooses face? His face. That would be cool. Yeah. You Just know that guy went on to play um, the governor in The Walking Dead, who was like one of the most evil characters in The Walking Dead? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so, um, he, yeah, he was a, a pretty brutal character in that show. So. Uh, the actress that played Umbridge yes. was literally playing against type. Every other, every other uh, character she plays is a really lovely lady. Mm. But every time I see her, I'm like, you bitch. Sums, I can never, ever, ever like you ever again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, every time I see it, she's so good. Every time I see her, I'm like, I don't trust her. And then she does nothing wrong for the rest of the movie. I'm like, all right, fair enough. But still, just want to punch her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so my, my honorary mention, um, I've got one brief one that goes to obviously the snowmen. Uh, mm-hmm. I really enjoy that. Um, and just that whole Sherlock Holmes uh, analogy at, at the start uh, with Drax. Yeah, I um I really like uh, Strax. What am I talking about? Drax. This is Guardians of the Galaxy. Strax. I mean, technically. I mean, yeah. yeah um. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that um the lizard woman, Madame Vastra, yes, was uh who um Arthur Conan Doyle based Sherlock Holmes on. Mm. And is this the episode where she's like, "Hey, you know Jack the Ripper? I just ate him." Yeah, I think that might be a bit also um. They're, they're talking about, um, it must have been like a new Sherlock Holmes novel released at the time when Matt Smith's in um, Victorian London. And uh, he's like, uh, what does he say? Uh, Strax is like baiting him about the whole Sherlock Holmes thing. He's like, ah, oh, yes, but we need Sherlock Holmes. And uh, the 11th Doctor's like, stop calling me that. I'm not Sherlock Holmes. He's like, fine. Mr. Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> he's just being hell cheeky with him. I mean, he's definitely Watson. <laughs> yes, a potato. <laughs> yeah. I I believe it from the way that he was written. Because like in the books, in, in every movie and every TV show, uh, um, the, they're trying to change Watson to be a badass and cool and smart. Well, but at least more competent than he yeah. was in the books. But in the books, he's like, oh my God, Holmes. This no, no every, every, literally every book, uh, Holmes would be like, oh, yes, this sky's blue today, Watson. He's like, my dear Holmes, <laughs> how could you possibly deduce that? I looked like, up. Well, I looked up. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one. You told me about this. The hat. The hat thing. Oh, uh, in uh, the blue carbuncle. For those of you that who, uh, are also um, fans of Sherlock Holmes, uh, do yourself a favor. Download the uh, Audible 
Sherlock Holmes novels from Stephen Fry, uh, narrated by Stephen Fry, uh, and listen to The Blue Carbuncle. It's a beautiful Christmas story, um, but there's a a scene in this particular (laughs) story where a gentleman loses a top hat and Holmes deduces that he is obviously Obviously. a very, very intelligent man. My God, Holmes, how did you find out? Well, look at the size of this hat, Watson. Surely a man with a cranium this large must have a large <laughs> brain and therefore must be very intelligent. <laughs> that's, that's an example of literature not aging very well. No. <laughs> so it's, no, it's 1800s logic. Yeah, like big head, big brain, very smart. <laughs> we, we researched this, we swear. Oh, this oh, this is the kind of thing I would um, expect from a guy that doesn't know that the Earth goes around the sun. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, he also doesn't know that the Earth goes around the sun. By the way, he he doesn't know much except what helps him with cases. Right. He has, he's an idiot with specialist subject. Pretty much. Well, he's deliberately ignorant. I think is more the uh, more the way of looking at it, because he believes that if he was to put that there's only so much space in the brain attic and if you clutter it with unnecessary uh, content that's not for the task that you are designed to perform, Mm -hmm. then you're going to waste space um, for other stuff, which hasn't aged well either when you think about all the things that you can retain. Yeah, but I just think that it's a character flaw. Yeah, it's also arrogance too. Of course it's arrogance. That's this also a man who for. created his own profession. He's like, you know what? Nobody will hire me, so I'm going to make my own job. Exactly. I'm a consulting detective. Genius. <laughs> anyway, so we've, we've gotten off track there a little bit. Yes. Um, but my main uh, secondary to A Christmas Carol is most certainly the time of the Doctor. Oh, uh, Okay. Purely because they go to a town called Christmas. That's fair. It, 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 they grow organic Christmas trees. Yeah. And he spends a thousand years there. Yep. And uh, no one can lie. Um, I love that little moment with Clara where she can't lie. And she's like, Man, something's on the uh, impulse control freak. Or something. And she's like, oh. <laughs> he's like, I'm wearing a wig. <laughs> That's so fun. Um, Truthfield, how quaint. <laughs> uh, and just uh, seeing Matt Smith get to be a grumpy old man doctor is just, that's my spirit animal. What so. did you think of the age makeup? I loved it. Yeah? I actually thought it was really good. I thought he managed to convey uh, fragility quite well. Like he looked old and decrepit. The, the His acting was so good for that scene. It's like, ah, oh, you still won't shoot me. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's still worried I got something up my sleeve. I love that bit uh, where he's he's uh, downstairs and she's like, Doctor, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to go up there, see what happens. If it works out, tell him it was all part of the plan. There's a great book that ties into that called Tales from Trenzalore. Oh, yeah. Which is just other stuff that happened during those thousand years that oh, Clara nice. was away. And one of them, the villain comes in and... Um, He's with this guy and they he says, they call me uh, John Smith. And he's like, oh, okay, that's cool. All right, John, whatever. Because um, there's a truth bill, so he's not going to lie. So he's like, cool, this guy's not the doctor. He didn't say he was the doctor. He can't lie. He's like, and then at the end of the story, he's like, wait a minute. They call you John Smith. What's your name? Oh, finally you've asked. I'm the doctor. And then he immediately blows him up. Hmm. It's too late. <laughs> Um, and I like the Cybermen made of wood. Yeah, that was cool. I like that. Because um, there's a techno field. Mm. In terms of like, 
and this is like a four, and also with like the finale of the doctors regenerating in general, but in terms of like it's based on how it's presented, I think it works well enough here, which is this is the doctor's final story. We're gonna throw everything at him. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's fine. I don't I prefer my favorite um, regeneration story was in the first season with Christopher Eccleston because he's just sacrificing himself for one person, mm. which I like, and he didn't make a big deal out of it like the Tent Doctor did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go. Yeah, but not only that, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he did that for 10 minutes. It's <laughs> very accurate, Dan. Yeah, it's just 10 minutes of that bullshit. Um, and then he decides to do it. If he was just like, if it, so, if you just had the tenth doctor, just being like, "Oh, the fortress, I, I survived. For dr- the drumming, it's gone. He's gone. I survived. This is great." And then you just hear the um, Wilf knocking, and then he, and then Wilf does all of his amazing acting, um, and then and the doctor's just quiet. Yeah, I didn't like that he railed against it so much. Yeah. It's just like, dude, you're barely dying. You're just... And, okay, so I think that that specific one, that is the reason that a lot of people dropped off Doctor Who. Yeah, because they treated it as an ending. Yeah, when it should have been treated as change. Yeah. Like uh, the 11th Doctor did. Well, that's what I love about that closing monologue. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, his big... um, Wind them up to read time energy, the Dalek ships. Uh, okay, um, but I I loved that he that closing monologue was all about uh, you know we're all different people all through our lives so long as you remember all the people that you used to be. I I love that idea because that you can apply that to a person. You know, people change constantly as they grow older, and I think that um that that was just a really beautiful monologue. First of all, and artfully. Uh, Performed by Matt Smith, and it j- I just thought it was a great send off. I think that the um, and still very Christmassy. Uh, it's, it, I don't know if it's my favorite regeneration, but it's up there. Mm. It's only my favorite speech. And then he basically sneezes into Peter Capaldi. That okay, <laughs> there it is. It's not my favorite. That's dumb. <laughs> I hate it so much. It's so stupid. But that speech is is great. But um, my favorite is still the Night Doctor. Mm. I think that it's great. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate the second Doctor regeneration because he's just because he's on his second life and he's just like, oh, it's you assholes. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Oh, you're gonna have me regenerate? No. <laughs> um, uh, Doctor, it says here that you have no choice, and uh, fuck you. <laughs> Fine, but I get to choose what I look like. Oh, whatever. And then he just has like um a bunch of a bunch of people. On uh, on like on a screen, and it's like, no, he's too old. He's too young. Oh, he's too fat. He's too thin. Oh, he won't do it all. <laughs> um, and then he's like, and then they're like, oh, f- just fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite line in uh, Time of the Doctor uh, is the bit with the church where mm-hmm. Clara's like, um, uh, she's like, you mean we're naked under this? Is like we're all naked underneath. He's like, oh, don't say things like that. It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> What I like is that all of the villains are there. You got this, and they're all trying to like figure out a way in. Mm, so you, so yeah. you, got, you got the the Daleks and the 
and you have the Cybermen and you have the Absorbaloff and you have the... <laughs> <laughs> I will, yeah, oh, Dan, you ruined my setup. I was going to say my other honorary mention was Love and Monsters, you know, it features a fat man in the suit. Uh, <laughs> the whole family's there. <laughs> <laughs> but you beat me to it. Oh, well, one of us has to. I couldn't take the risk. It Christmas. seems as though you have uh, um, absorbed the uh, <laughs> the joke, as it were. <laughs> we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it going forever. Oh, it, it'll never end. There'll oh. be a sneaky absorbable off in uh, <laughs> in every episode. In every episode, you, just, just just to when weed you think out. it's gonna end, you'll be like, oh, we didn't go. We went a whole episode. We didn't hear. It. There it is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just to weed out most of the audience. Yeah. Wow. So um, that's about all we've got time for today. Uh, a very merry Christmas to everyone listening, and merry Christmas to you, Dan. Merry Christmas to you, Bo. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't bring you any gifts. Um, all I have is my, my witty um, sense of humour and uh, a bit of moxie. You brought these Santa hats, so that's nice. Ah, yes, I did. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and uh, so uh, tune in next week for our uh, New Year's special. Are we going to talk about New Year's specials or do you want to talk about 50th? Pretty much. All right, 50th <laughs> it is. <laughs> When I say New Year's, I mean you'll probably hear this on New Year's. Oh, well. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.